It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 448. It's weekend banter. we got Pete Shepard and Michael Jacket in the building. Good hey, to be back. Mate, uh, Pete, fresh off the um, uh, the gravy train of uh, Craig Harper. Mate, great episode. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Michael, have you listened to it? No. You're the only one in the room. That's fucking disappointing. Craig Harper, <laughs> Whiteboard Lessons and Pete. Mm, good Periscope. fun. Yeah. Great, great chat. You know what I love uh, about... It was different, Pete, because sometimes we just get real loose and we talk about bullshit. Yeah. But you've, you've actually got something great to say and sometimes we bring you down. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. We do apologise. But there is a lot of podcast opportunities in the world outside of us. Exactly. It's about your 40th time back on the podcast. Um, how, was, how was the experience with Craig? It was the first time you met yeah. old mate Harper. It was great. He's a ripping bloke. Yeah. And it was cool, I think, from, from both of our perspectives of here's someone who's been doing coaching and speaking and thought mm. leadership for quite a while. Mm. And here's someone who's, you know, some young whippersnapper essentially mm. and sort of that dynamic and the fact that we both essentially thought and believed and chatted about very similar topics I thought was pretty cool. What's interesting about the coaching landscape, Mikey, you've had some coaching. Mm. Yeah, a bit of life coaching. You, um, I did, you didn't even tell me that. I, someone else told me that. I was keeping it secret. Was it the life coach? Because that's a client. <laughs> is it, is it? Yeah, but no, someone's like, oh, I'm just getting some executive coaching or something like that. Yeah, so it was yeah, so executive coaching, but it very quickly moved into more of a life coaching area when I realised that I was a bit more fucked than I realised. <laughs> That's how it always happens. What were they doing? Like cleaning your pantry, or were they a bit conmari on you, or what happened? Yeah, no. It, look, it was amazing. Like I cannot recommend it highly enough. Like it's an amazing process to go through. It's somewhat daunting, but I went into it going. I've got some stuff going at work and there's some opportunities and um, just in general I want to sort of position myself to take on more leadership within my roles that, I've, that I'm doing in the future. And so part of that was going, all right, well, I want to kind of have some executive coaching and sort of get to the bottom of it. Really it started around understanding a bit more around personality types and um, I was sort of like, all right, I really need to dig deep on my blind spots and what am I not seeing that other people are seeing? What am I colleagues and you know people that work for me seeing that i don't see mm. so um and fortunately somewhere where we work pete yeah. there was brooke nolly who runs um a life coaching and executive coaching service i'd you know met her and got talking with her and just was and she was like well why don't we you know jump in and i was like yeah fuck it let's do it fuck great sales yeah why don't we do it yeah. Yeah. Um, so so what did you learn oh mate like so, it's a twelve-week program, um, and it's pretty. It's like officially you meet with um, the, your coach every couple of weeks, um, and but you know because I was at the Commons and so was Brooke, I was sort of seeing her on you know much more regularly and could sort of download and sort of bounce stuff off her. But a lot of it is just to do with um, understanding uh, what, what what your drivers are and and. You know, as I said before, like blind spots are a big one for me because I know that in life we bring things to the table that we're not necessarily conscious of, but it really filters the way that we behave and react and um, how we push through um, conversations and relationships and all that sort of stuff. So awareness is the biggest takeaway that I can probably leave um, or just give you in a very quick answer to that. But um, you know, and it's awareness of all your behaviour and and and. Well, seven pumps of a soda stream. You're telling us, which is pretty outright. That's <laughs> well, that's I'll a personality out of context. Yeah. Sounds a bit unusual. <laughs> that's I mean, as a personality type, I don't know what type that is. Can you just bring it's, Mikey's volume up slightly? It's, um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty outrageous. So, but you, so you, uh, 
made aware or you become aware of things that you didn't know were happening or you approach situations a certain way that you didn't know, mm. how do you then sit with the things that you didn't know? Because uh, they're kind of negative traits mm. if you're trying to go which one's more positive or... And yeah. do you have to ask people? Do you have to say, how am I making you feel? No, uh, not necessarily. I mean, that could be something that you do. Like I did something, which I, I tried to remember the other day, I can't remember the name of, but essentially it's... Um, you, you put it out to a network that you know, both relationships like friendships but um, colleagues and just other influential, influential people in your life and, and you ask them to um, pick uh, out of a big long list of sort of attributes like five or six things that would summarise you and that's kind of identifying your what you know about yourself but also the blind spots that you don't know about yourself. And that's a, that's like a positive one. But then the, the more <laughs> where I started to go, that's that's helpful, but it's very like fluffy and like, oh, that's mm. nice that mm. you think I'm a kind person or whatever. Mm. I'm like, let's cut the shit. Like what am I not good at? Like what do I don't, what don't I, what, what am I not seeing that I want to know and become more aware of so that I can um, improve mm. or or just be more aware of it. Like mm. th there's certain traits about and things that we carry that you, you know, my personality type is to, and this is what became very apparent very early, I went into it going, I want to learn what's wrong with me so I can fix it and then be the best person at the other end of it. Mm. And it's like, well, that's not really the point of it. The point mm. of it is knowing what's, it's not, and it's not even what's wrong with you, it's knowing knowing your behaviour and what you're inclined to do within any given scenario and then making the most out of that, or, or mm. leaning into your into your into your good things rather than trying to resist the bad mm. things or what, whatever it might be. What you aren't good at ne isn't necessarily. You could look at it and say that's negative, or you could just go, I just scrap that because I can focus on the shit that I'm amazing at. It's like you and I, Josh, mm -hmm. business partnership. Two different. We're very different. Yeah. And so it's. And I've heard you say a few things a few times this week. I'm really shit at that. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes this leaning into the, I'm really shit at that. I, that would take me so much effort to get good at that mm. and it would be a waste of my time. Mm. And so it's like, how do you split? And so it's, is it reframing what you think of the things that you're not good at? Well, the other thing is it's just convenient. The, the sh things I'm shit at are the things I also don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which works out. Like if you just frame it like that, I'm shit at that, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't have Josh doing it. So, um, But I think that's the other thing too, right? Like we, are, we think we're good at the things that we like and vice versa. One funny thing that came up right, right towards the end <clears throat> is – Brooke was challenging me on lots of stuff and just kind of re, you know, I'd, I'd sort of go, no, nah, you know, like I don't think I'm kind of this person or that, well, that sort of thing. And then, you know, she'd be like, we'll come back to that and just mm -hmm. fucking wipe it away, you know, like with a couple of couple of things. But what came out of it, well, I was sort of sitting there one session and I was just like, oh, fuck, you know, that this is it. This has brought up way more questions than it's answered. And she's mm -hmm. like, that's the point. Yeah. You know, like that is the point. Like, like, Having the aware and going back to what you said before, like having the awareness of the questions and the continual investigation and seeking out the questions is really the point. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really about having the answers, mm -hmm. while answers come and go and you know shift. But it's that's the and and once you get into that process and you actually like that's a scary thing. Like when you when you're constantly and I sat there and I'm someone that I can probably consider being reasonably level. And I sat there going, oh, shit, now I'm starting to question lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and not real fundamental, like not relationships and not life and not like work and stuff, but just like lots of incidental stuff that you would normally just pull out of the out of your out of your sight, and you you know you start to bring it back in and go, hang on, why have I why why do I move that stuff away? Mm. To give me might give me that path. Like, why don't mm. I just bring that thing in from over there that yeah. I was that I kind of pushed away, but I I I you know because I'm shit at it, so I pushed it out. Why don't I just come in, bring that in as in into focus again and start to question that, or you know, mm. like. Yeah. Well, it feels like self awareness is a personal journey, Pete. How do you how do you create or help someone find self awareness? Being on the other end, yeah, I think? think it's I think it's to Mike's point. It's questions, really mm. great questions. It's I heard a, a friend of mine who was also a coach say recently that part of part of what he thinks good coaching is asking questions you don't know the answer to, mm. and I think there's a lot actually in that, which is uh, the quality of your life is almost determined by the quality of the questions you ask. Knowing that you don't necessarily know the answer, mm. but being willing to sit in the discomfort of trying to figure out the answer or the potential answer to a question. So I think it's all about the questions you ask based on the context you have of that person. Yeah, the um, some of the guests we've had on recently, one of the most powerful questions they can ask is, um, what do you mean? Because it's 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 an interesting place to be because as a someone who's asking the question, mm. if we're mm. asking a question, someone says, mm. what do you mean? Straight away it's like there's a reflection there that we have to like, oh, we need to dig deep. We're not explaining ourselves. We're not communicating. But it's also it's that like um, what is it like communicate or clear clear is kind. Clear is kind, yeah. And it's that, that ultimate, um, oh, I want to answer this question right for you. Yeah. So I just need to completely understand it. I love that. I've heard the people that have asked the question of, oh, what is it that you do? Mm-hmm. And my friend Jen Walman, she would always respond with, "What do you mean by that?" Yeah. And she's like, "Is it? Do you want to talk about what I do to earn money, mm-hmm. or do you want to yeah. talk about the fact that I have yeah. a family, or yeah. do you want to talk about the fact that I have a podcast? Like, what, what do you mean by that?" Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not to attack the other person, but it's generous. It's like I want to answer the question that you're asking me. So, what do you mean? Which question are you asking? Me? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, the anxiety developed by coming up with a question on the spot it can be similar to having to answer the question for itself. You know, so that's yeah. when the anxiety kicks in when you're like, what did you mean? Because you like have to reframe and go again, yeah. which yeah. It, I like it because it's sometimes like obviously not being clear. But then the feeling of not being able to answer something in a coaching session is when you feel it and you get a bit hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you're just like. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Like I really sat in like because I went into it with no expectation. I legitimately didn't know what I was in for and I legitimately didn't know what I was going to come out the other end with. Um, and so I kind of really enjoyed just being completely like present to the process and, and just not having a filter of, you know, what do I, what, what am I trying to get by answering this or by like what's, you know, not cause that's what I do. Like I, I, I plan, um, sometimes to a fault mm. because, um, I'm very process driven. So mm. I'm like a process will get me in, it'll get me through and it'll get me out the mm. other side. Um, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and so, but, but, but a, like a negative that can come from that is that I'm too focused on the outcome sometimes. And so I need to just go with it. But when I'm in the, but when I'm in the moment, I'm like, this is where I lo- this is what I love. Like this yeah. is where I love to be. Yeah. I just going into it, I can get a bit over analytical about it and try and sort of plan my way through it before it's actually happened. Pete, what, what, so what are the warning signs, Pete, of someone who you were coaching that you know that they're just trying to answer the 
question right. You know, they're trying to say the thing that you think or that sounds great. Yeah. But as a kind coach, you can't be, I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you do call bullshit. It's like, that, but that's the answer you want me to know. Yeah. I think sometimes there's a time and a place to say, what's the real, like, if someone says to you, if, if you ask a question, what's the hard part? And they give you what you feel like is a surface level answer or something mm-hmm. that they're just thinking that you want to want them to hear. Mm. Sometimes I'll say, try again. What is the hard part? Or what's the like? What's really the hard part? Yeah, that's a great one. Multiple answers because so like what Craig Bruce talked about, question. where it's like yeah. the th- third thought, third thought, thought yeah. or whatever. There's think, that. Yeah. There's that five whys framework. I think someone has talked about where you ask why five times essentially, and by the time you've asked answered it the fifth time, you're you prob- get knocked out. Probably, <laughs> yeah, mate, that's about my three and a half year old. <laughs> probably getting pretty close. <laughs> why? I haven't. I haven't used that, but it's uh, I th- people use it for like the the company vision and purpose is like why does your company exist oh we want to make money why does it really exist oh well we actually want to create this change why do you want to create that change? like it's a it's a framework i also think the other thing i would say is and just hearing you talk about this mikey is is tension and creating tension is actually really generous mm. and a lot of people really struggle with that that reframe mm. of tension and discomfort and silence can be super generous if you hold it in the right way mm-hmm. so that Someone like you can sit there and just sit with their thoughts and figure it out and actually try and think of not the right answer but a answer in order to move forward rather than wanting to jump on them and say, oh, I think what you want to do is this. I think what you want to say is this. It's like, no, no, no. That's not my role. My role is to ask a question and then shut up and create that tension. Mm. It seems hard when the negative thing or the thing that's stopping you to move forward might have been just the thing that helped you get to where you are. So the planning, for instance... The over-analytical side mm. might have been extremely beneficial and the reason why you succeeded. I mm. think that that's always <clears throat> a hard challenge is working out where it's like, yeah, well, me getting anxious about this thing actually gets us moving and mm. makes the thing happen. But that goes back to you saying I'm shit at that mm. and really you have to sit with that and go, oh, hang on, you, you can't very quickly you cast something that you're not good at mm. and you put it away to the side and you go, well, I'm not going to focus on that stuff. But really... You know, there's there's potentially an opportunity to bring that into what you do and get the best out of it, but also allow it to be kind of fluid and other people to in to involve themselves within whatever that is. And you know, like there's 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 good parts about it. Yeah, I wonder about like um, what are you counting for? I'm just thinking of a question in my head. <laughs> Sorry, I was just. Yeah. You, you know, you're doing that in real life. Doing yeah. it. it was actually. I thought that was in my head. No, no there's really a. I was trying to recount. There's an amazing question by this guy called Jerry Colonna, who is a a very famous executive coach. You look like the rain man when you're doing that. (laughs) I just had my rain man moment. So I'm this famous executive coach who's been recently on Tim Ferriss and he's written a book called Reboot. Anyway, he Mm -hmm. asks this amazing question and that was, I was trying to recount it in my head. And I think it is. (laughs) By doing a rain dance. Yeah, by doing a rain dance. How are you complicit in creating the conditions you say you don't want? Mm. Say it again. How are you complicit in creating the conditions you say you don't want? Yeah. I mean, I can completely relate to that with uh, our business and thinking about, okay, the constraints that we create. We say, Mm. okay, we want to be able to monetize the podcast. We want to do that. However, when it comes to making money, the calls we make is to do the work that we don't necessarily think is going to be our future. And so it's Mm. like, I feel like there's also a conversation in defensive versus offensive type Mm. stuff. And I feel like, it's so easy to go into the defensive mode, mm. but actually saying, you know what, we're going to keep doing whatever we're doing, 
but let's do some offensive work. Mm. Let's actually like, what is the ideal plan? Rather than being like, let's squash the thing to create space for the other thing that you want to do, actually make the thing that you want to do so big and so powerful and actually ticking all of those boxes. There's no other choice. Well, everything we do, whether you call it a plan or not, falls into a framework of a plan. So it's like the exercise routine that you end up having going to the gym where you're just like, I just go. But if you're actually to articulate what you do consistently, you could look at it and go, well, that's a plan or approach or strategy. And then... (laughs) Shifting it. So, for instance, in reference to what we've been mm. doing, you could say, oh, so um, explain the plan and whether you've created one for the future or for the place we want to get to or not, the one that we're currently in isn't that. Mm. Because it's like it's like um, strate- people who are uh, how, um, strategic. I can't remember the word. I've got to do this. I've got to do his dance. Is that really helping? Um, I feel like that's only distracting you more from working out what you want to say. No, I, lost show, show, show. I feel like the summary there is everything is a choice mm. and, and and being mindful of the fact that even if you don't think you're making a choice, mm. you're mm. making a choice mm. or you're making a choice to not make a choice. Like no decision is still a decision. Mm. Mm. In, intuitive, strate- intuitively strategic. Some people find themselves on a path without putting too much thought into the strategy of it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they're good at doing it on the fly and implementing where they want to get to in today. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah. it's whether you talk about it or not. Like I remember used to yeah. being really being scared of strategy and being like, oh, what do, what do strategists do? Yeah. And then I was like, do, I was working out something uh, like content within a business and then someone said, oh, you're one of the best people I've ever met at strategy. Yeah. Like, oh, and I was like, what, what, the, what, what the fuck is strategy? <laughs> what is, what's the whole thing? Because I remember I went to like Avenue Bookstore and saw like the book on strategy. It's the biggest fucking book you've ever seen. I'm like, but yeah, it is. It is, um, it's is strategy not just defined by problem solving, which kind of reveals strategy mm-hmm. in a way? Well, I think there's what tactics and then there's strategy. And I think that people confuse the two, like thinking about it in, in the, um, you know, like I guess from a strategy point of view, being able to zoom all the way out and being able to work at a more global level rather than we're going to move this thing here, which I think probably asking why is a quick way of getting What's it. What's it for? Yeah. A to-do list is tactics to get through to the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Or to complete a day yeah. of tasks mm-hmm. versus looking at the task. Why are we doing that? Is yeah, well, that, uh, that? Well, I guess what a strategy a strategy would be saying that, uh, say, with the podcast, if we we're saying we want to, um, uh, we've got a specific audience in mind. We want to uh, reach people in Europe who are fashion conscious because mm-hmm. if we do that, we have this product that we can sell. And then saying, okay, we're going to, and then you can look at the tactic. I can't be fucked strategy and tactics for a weekend banter, to be honest. This is why I don't talk about strategy. What I want to talk about is uh, Burning Man. With, with, oh, yeah, where, where, um, 
uh, Tommy and I were discussing going to Burning Man next year for the Daily really? Talk Show. Really? Well, <laughs> well it was the, uh, the whole that, thing. That, 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 that. We always do this and Amy watches and then she says, you didn't tell me you're fucking tactic? going to Burning Man. Is that strategy or tactic? I just, <laughs> Definitely no strategy. In that. <laughs> but I, I will preface, Amy always says, you're not telling me, you didn't tell me you're going to Burning Man. Hmm. We're not fucking going to Burning Man what? at this point. You literally, Josh, you said we we, we sh- oh, you said we should go to Burning Man. <laughs> There's Slightly a big different. difference between we yeah. should and we've I've booked it. Yeah, yeah but that's that? because you document all your good and shit conversations. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true, true. Give yeah, it a go. What's that for? Like, what, what's so, what's the intention behind going? What's uh, the appeal? What's the why? What do you what's mean? What's the appeal of so, going? So no, to, my my thought was it. my thought was Josh and I are so different. I've spent a lot of my life getting boozy at the at the club, yep. you know, just like doing what a lot of young people do. I don't go as much anymore at, at all. You said you don't even use the word clubbing. I know. I'm fucking just playing into it for the people at home that <laughs> might not we'll, understand. We'll, we'll I don't die. know. How do you explain it? I went to nightclubs. I got up to, used to m- go out. missed yeah. a shit, went to yeah. the pub, got pissed. Went like, to where? Party, party, uh, warehouse parties, oh parties God. down on the water. You, you know, sound just, like a promoter. Party, party, <laughs> come to the party. Vegas, couple of days, yeah. you know, having yeah. a lot of fun. Hardly any sleep. I've been probably to Vegas more than you have. If they have been within a convention centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only been to Vegas once, if that's what you're asking. Um the point being is there's also a whole bunch of stuff that Josh does that I don't really have much interest in doing, but I get it. And so I'm a fish out of water in that respect. So there's Josh fish out of water. So I thought mm. it'd be amazing going to the States and doing like uh, fish out of water for each other, right? Yeah. So Burning Man is more something that I would probably go to in my lifetime. And I for you. the party, party, party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But imagine I was thinking Josh we get him real fucking ripped and rock hard. He's got his leathers on. <laughs> like we get a bike. We just f- go full Burning Man. Colours. I don't just feel like you have to go leathers to Burning Man. It's a bit hot. No, but when I say leathers, I mean chaps. Yeah, chaps. yeah. I mean not. I mean a small amount of leather, more yeah. more amount yeah, of skin, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so it's just about getting you there. We do podcasts every day. We go for ten days or whatever. Like PK's just gone for yeah. ten days. That's yeah. outrageous. And so you get an RV, you line up. It's an experience. I love that he said to Amy, "We haven't thought about this at all, but we'll go. it's a ten day plan." We've got my strategy. I only said ten days because PK PK's gone for ten days. Okay. that must be what people go for. That's but outrageous ten days. You could probably bring the family. Like people do bring kids yeah. to Burning Man. So we could bring Bodhi, bring <laughs> Bree, bring the son, Mr. 97. But imagine that, RV. And then what we do is finish up there and then we go straight to Vegas to one of the tech conferences. Yeah, sure. <laughs> More in Josh's element, you know? Well, it's probably a similar crowd though, isn't it, where all the tech got Silicon Valley types go now? To True. Burning Man. Elon True. Musk goes yeah. to Burning Man. Mm. Bunch of, so yeah. what's the deal? So Burning, I'm still trying to, I'm looking at PK's stories and trying to understand. What are you getting so, from just seeing well, little stories? Well, what I was surprised at, it looked like they, everyone's setting up their own bars where they're doing, like he, mm. there was a, there was a concoction, like a big bottle, and it had like black. That was Culpris. Oh, that was um, drip coffee or whatever. Oh, was it that all it was? Yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. session. Oh, okay. So there's no exchange of money was... at a lot of these places, right? And so everyone's just setting up their own. Yeah, because you, you go there and there's nothing. And so everyone creates something, I think is the mm-hmm. idea. And so in yeah. order for it to work, you can give someone a coffee and they might give you a beer. Or you give oh, someone... I didn't know about the e-comp. Like, sorry, not the e-comp, like the the commerce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no money, no transfer of, I, don't, I guess, Land. finances. And, yeah. I don't know. Matt, you, I mean, there's but probably the tickets are expensive. Yeah. What do the Americans do? They do the um, 
and Venmo. They just yeah. like oh, send yeah, cash yeah. to each other or whatever uh, it is. Isn't that funny? Um, and you're just like, oh, we just have our banks that you can just transfer yeah, money between. Yeah, they don't do that in the States. Oh, really? But um, <laughs> so there's that. It's um, you just set up and there's like you can do yoga. Like you can do it healthy. It's not just a drug fest. Mm. Like you know, I mean, some people treat it like that. Yeah. And an orgy fest, like there's, <laughs> it gets pretty loose. It would be outrageous. But I've seen like a lot of people take their, some YouTubers have taken their parents and like yeah. they're on the bike. It'd be sick. I How do you get tickets? What's that? I think one of PK, the, the crew that he's gone with, I think he, um, one of the guy's mums has come along. Yeah, that's, wow. awesome. that's awesome. Maybe my mum, maybe Jojo, she can come. I have a friend who's an architect and he was involved in building the, the they temple that thing. they burned. last year, like the and it was apparently it's you know people around the world would kill to be in this position, and he went there last year and yeah. built it, and then that's the thing they burned down at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean I don't think it's cheap, Mister Ninety Seven. Can you find out how much tickets to Burning Man are? Three ninety, and then you have to pay for a vehicle entry, which is a hundred bucks. It's oh, only three hundred ninety bucks. No, no, no. But you have to bring a vehicle. Yeah, four hundred ninety well. so bucks. Yeah, yeah, a ticket. Say say five hundred bucks per person. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, would have one. Would get like a huge RV that we could all stay in. And so it'd be like a you like can a full Gronk squad. Full, yeah. Imagine people. that we get a deal with J Car yeah. or whoever. J-Car. They're a world global company, aren't they? Or they're just Australian, like the RV mm-hmm. specialist. J Car's the electronics shop, but J Co is the one. With the <laughs> <show>. <laughs> no pay, no say. J Car will supply all of the power boards, auxiliary cords, all the shit we can't use in the middle of the desert. They will. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, how long do people go for? Because I saw seventy thousand people or something. Wow. There's been a yeah, week already. Like I saw <clears throat> a bunch of people there, <clears throat> and so there's a week before. I think it's like maybe like Coachella. I don't know, Mister Ninety Seven. Can you get the dates? But you could probably just do stints yeah. at it. Yeah. So yeah. Pico's gone for the final ten. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. What's everyone on? Everyone. Uh, what is on everyone's bucket list? Like, what if you see like Burning Man and South by Southwest and all those big events? Mm. Do you guys have mm. one on your list? Burning Man's definitely on there for me, but it's got to it like unless you do it as a whatever that fucking thing is you're talking about with your kids and your everything. Like that would be cool. Yeah, I mean to get away. Like mm. if you were to, wanting to leave the kids. Yeah, that's mm. that'd be cool. So it's got to come later in life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Someone else. Mm, I've bungee jumped, skydived. I mean, those things early days. The funny thing about a bucket list, I've, yeah, I, I don't really have one like I th- probably thought I wanted to tick things off when I was a younger person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the countries I'd like to visit or, yeah. or like events. I, I mean, I'd like to go to the Super Bowl one year, maybe That'd be cool. like NFL. I think that would be cool. Do you I know, know how the rules work? List. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd just be a great vibe. It's the biggest sporting yeah, I mean, thing I went to on a, Earth. Like a home and away game in San Fran at Candlestick Park when that existed and it was amazing. But mm. it's like five hours. I mean, the Super Bowl would be awesome. I mm. Mm. So what do you reckon, Josh? Will you do Burning Man and yeah. I'll do one of your conferences? Yeah, I think that's good. What so what's the equivalent? Have you got a 10-day tech conference you're going to take, Tommy? To? <laughs> well, the thing is that it's, it would be pretty fun. Like I think the ones that... What what time of year is Burning Man? This right, right now, now, right now, so right now. So when 25th are we? Twenty fifth of August to the third of September. Third. Mm. Oh, so right. it's over. Nah, PK just went into yeah, it. Well, no, this is nine days. No, no, no but remember, oh, remember he, is it, he posting old? Yeah, because yeah, remember you got no reception. You got nothing. Yeah. Is he really playing so out some content no, strategy? Is, <laughs> is that what he's doing? Did he? Sit with the strategist yeah. Josh Jansen yeah. and yeah. work out this. Yeah. Bit of whiteboarding. No, that's that's true. So. 
Mate, it's a bir- my birthday too, so it would be going out. That's awesome. So 3rd of September, say it's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll think, yeah, PK's, I mean, what's he up to now? It's probably day one. This is great. I'm looking forward. I'm yeah. going to text him. No reception's annoying. Um, oh, we can't do that. We could do, yeah, so you do a pre of, pre-week pre mm-hmm. of podcast and mm-hmm. then we get smashed into mm-hmm. whatever and just punch them out. We'd I do- think all of my things, though, that would potentially go to you would love. Uh, not as much as you, though. Yeah. Like Actually, I get I bored very you. fucking quickly. <laughs> B&H, tech. when we went to, in New York, there was a camera shop. Yeah. And then Tommy wasn't feeling well, so he didn't come. I yeah, I mean, it. I just had a look around, saw the shit going. Did you even the, see it? I yeah, I saw the thing going around the thing. I, I was impressed by it. And then I went for a quick walk and I was like, this is too busy, too many people here. Mm-hmm. And so it's that same vibe where it's like, I think, I think if you lent into that mm-hmm. and we had to spend a week living mm-hmm. in B&H. Yeah. There would be some funny shit mm-hmm. out of it. So one of these conferences, what are they? Um, uh, oh, there's NAB, there's CES. When are they, Matt? Uh, 20 CES is early in the year. CES it's is like, Jan. Yeah. NAB, then later in the year. Uh, South now. By, the problem with South By is you would love South yeah. By. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Have you um, been, Pete? No, I'd like to. Yeah. It's like so to. good. Ooh. Have you been, Mike? No. It's, I mean, barbecue. I just like alone. Austin. Austin is a really yeah. good place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the good thing about Austin is it's like quite like um, – it doesn't have like huge high rises. Like yeah. if you and they have like in Melbourne, apparently there's a rule that you can't smoke foods at a certain um, distance from like the CBD. Like you've got to be far enough out. Really? Yeah. Whereas like in Austin, like obviously all the barbecue places, you'd be walking along everywhere, oh, and it's so all good. yeah. But I mean, the rules are pretty loose in the states. That's why I really like it. You've never been. Oh uh, no. To the US? There's never been. I have. To the US. I've been into the. I've been into Vegas. I went to I went to Vegas for two days. I literally <laughs> flew to the US, went to Vegas for two no days, way. flew home, and then flew what, home. What was that for? Oh my gosh! Oh, back at the bike company, just one of the interbike. That was. Awesome. Are you allowed oh, in yeah. the US? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. For two days at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I would love to. Um, I've got the dream of living in. Colorado one day or something. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. you know so, our dad's got a piece of property in Colorado. Yeah. No way, does he? Yeah, he uh, bought it back in the eighties or nineties for four thousand five hundred or something. Just like that, he's That's got. Outrageous. It's interesting. This this um this million or a billionaire bought fuckloads of land and then was like selling it off in bits and talking about what it would become. Yeah, and there was paper like they've got newspaper clippings about like what it will be. And I went and had a look at it and I found the location. I got it on Google Maps. There's nothing there. Is it like an acre or something? Or? A couple of acres or something. Yeah, he bought and his mate Colin bought a bunch too. Surely so we, we should do like something. We still own it. Like dad still owns it. Yeah, right. We, it'd be, you'd go there and it'd just like there's probably bears. <laughs> be cool, There's probably I'd wild animals that will kill this. Should set up our own Burning Man on it. Mate, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, if Burning Man is just like Remote. nothing. No, yeah. But, yeah, this is. Uh, hilly area, quite remote, lots of trees. Mm-hmm. And so it's random. And That'd then cool. in winter it's snow like crazy. I think it would be amazing. I, we, the I, other day we are doing the our perfect day. Mm. I described my perfect day. You described yours. Mm. Tommy, was. Do you, do you get in trouble or no? <laughs> well, I was actually just regurgitating a perfect day that I'd written <clears throat> years ago. Pre-family. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was pre a lot of the commitments I have nowadays. So... <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It ended with me getting on a plane to leave. To, to LA. <laughs> and then <laughs> Which, it was after you went surfing with Bodie, was it? Or no, something? I was actually no? by myself. It was a real <laughs> selfie. It was a fucking <laughs> selfie. It was a selfish day. And in hindsight, I would do it 
completely differently. In hindsight, it was a week ago. Anyway, <laughs> Mikey, what's your perfect day? Like go into real detail. You wake oh. up, what happens? And just be conscious that Claire might be listening. Well, um, so I've just come back from holidays up to Noosa. Mm-hmm. So everything that I'm thinking about at the moment is sort of filtered with the Noosa lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so perfect day. Wake up in Noosa. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, that's like, you know, waking up, not being tired, so not having woken up for, you know, trying to settle a five-month-old at mm-hmm. three o'clock and, mm-hmm. you know, spending half an hour doing that. Fuck, is he still doing that? Yeah. Um, uh, so not being tired, waking up at early, like 6.30, going for a walk along the beach or something like that. Um, great breakfast, coffee. Mm-hmm. What's the weather like? Yeah. The weather's just sort of like just below 20 degrees at this point, just starting to mm. edge into mm-hmm. that, you know, like it's still a bit crisp, but, you know, it's going to be a good day. It's, um, it's Gold Coast weather. This is great, like, that's by the way. Coast. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's my favourite thing. Uh, so, yeah, just smashing a long black, good mm. brekkie, you know, like good eggs, like solid poachies. Mm. Um, not solid, runny but poachies, runny. but just <laughs> 60 degree quality. eggs, 60 avocado. degree eggs. Yeah, a bit of avocado, yes. a bit of maybe smoked salmon with some capers. Just Where are you, are you eating at a cafe? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the cafe where I know some people, and it's like, hey, hey you Mikey, know, hey, Lawrence, there is. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. You look well. Uh, yeah, um, been for a run this morning. Yeah, 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 <laughs> looking good. Um, yeah, then what would you do? Uh, then, um, I don't know. Maybe like probably want to incorporate like doing some like some work. So like next few hours of the day. Yeah, I was going to say family at this point. Mention just mention them. Just mention just, your kids out and of your hindsight learning. Yeah, yeah. Just mention Claire um, and Jemima and. Were they at least at the Rick. breakfast? Exactly. <laughs> 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 Were you by yourself? Well, are we talking about perfect day? Or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got their own perfect day, so you get your yeah, own. It's, perfect it's day. actually me. true. Yeah, yeah, it is very true. Yo, when you said people knew you, you meant your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, Dad. Claire, be for a run. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jemima, what's going on? Had your perfect day. Yeah. Good on you. Hope you're sleeping. Um, no, like hanging around the family. Absolutely. Like, but 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 Good. You gotta perfect. Do that. Like work for me. Like would be being at home, family there. Like interacting. Mm-hmm. You know, and but doing working towards something that you know, like it, I don't know, whatever it is. You what know, would but, it be? Oh, fuck, mate, I don't know. Um, Your own business? Yeah, definitely own business, you know, just working toward Let's not fucking dig into that. Right <laughs> fuck, that's well, a whole other he's conversation. He's been through some coaching yeah, recently. Yeah, God, is this how he acted in the yeah, coaching yeah. session? Yeah. I would have sacked you. I'm starting to fidget. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so working, you know, doing a few hours work. That what set- software are you spending most of your time in? <laughs> oh well, I'm just trying to understand. What his business is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you, you like reverse engineer this? Yeah. What kind of programs are you using? Yeah. 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 Slack. Mm. Just talking, Slack. Just talking to people. So you've got employees. Yeah, yeah, he's got employees. Yeah. High comms. No, I don't want employees. Okay. So maybe Slack's some, a maybe boring some people, you know, <laughs> Maybe some people that um, work with you. I had this thought last night actually. Like the ultimate scenario, not having employees that you're responsible for, mm. where it's like tying you into an office. You're describing Upwork. 
<laughs> Upwork is like it. Go on. Yep. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no but like just people that contract to you or like they're they're invested in what in the cause in what yeah. you're trying to achieve, but they bring ideas and fresh thinking and stuff. But they're not, but you don't necessarily have to manage them or mm-hmm. pay super. Yeah. Pay super. Yeah. Pay, so pay maybe like partner? Like, would they be business partners yeah, or yeah. no? Like, like considered more like partners mm-hmm. than employees. I think that's a good that's collaborators. Good. Collaborators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the, the reason why I thought about this is how important it is to have like people around you that are bringing fresh thinking and ideas to the table from their perspective. So it was, mm. this had something to do with something specific and um, Chris who I work with was like, Oh yeah. I thought when you were talking about that, yeah, I, I sort of thought about it like this and I was like, fuck yeah, like that's amazing. And it, and it kind of made me go like, it's so important to surround yourself with people that are, that have a different way of thinking mm. and because you might be working to the same outcome. Like we might be trying to launch a product like that um, but I, I I want X from it mm. and you want something completely different or you might be thinking about it from a usage point of view rather than an aesthetic point of view or something like that. Anyway, that was a long way of describing how I just want to have partner with <laughs> you people. Want, you yeah, want so it's 11 a.m. on your <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It all goes down in no, slack. But I, I steer, seriously, this is, there's a lot of fun in this. So keep going. In me? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. yeah. Um, so, yeah, get, like get just in general just getting some like fulfilling work, something done for the mm-hmm. day. Um, then uh, going for a surf or something like mm. surf's got to be good mm. um, or, you know, going playing some tennis before having lunch. Not a heavy lunch, but something just sort of light <laughs> yeah. that kind of doesn't, you know, you don't want something to really bog you down yeah. for the afternoon. Yeah, sure, fish and salad. Because I've got a yeah. big afternoon coming. Yeah, 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 nice yeah. <laughs> nice piece of barramundi. Yeah. 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 yeah, something fresh, some salad. Um, uh, like a, a Greek <laughs> salad? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> more like uh, just some fresh salad with some feta. Mm, yeah. Like goat's mm, cheese. Isn't, that, goat's isn't cheese. like Greek salad? Nah, the olives. You just Not don't want olives. Yeah. Yeah, mm. maybe. This really is your perfect life because aren't you lactose intolerant? Yep. <laughs> well, is feta okay? Feta's okay. Feta's okay? Feta's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine, mate. Isn't yeah. that hey, a cow's teat? Me too. Yeah. Hey. Just a couple of lactose intolerant guys. The feta crew. That was a soy milk high five. I can't drink soy. Almond milk though. That's something I've Almond milk. Yeah, almond milk. Almond milk in Noosa, bringing the creaminess back into my coffees. So is this the afternoon? You're having an almond milk latte, do you think? Yeah, probably after lunch, after my fresh sort of fish kind of light meal. Yeah. Almond milk latte. Um, fuck, I don't know. What do I want to do in my afternoon? Uh, play with your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, family time. That's kind of family time. And friends. Catching up with friends is something that's really a big part of my life, but kind of it's become harder and harder, mm-hmm. like to really spend mm-hmm. quality time, like with Julesy and Sammy and, you know, and even PK. And we've and seen, now you're going to live in Noosa, so it's going to be a bit, a bit yeah, harder. Well, we've, we've seen those guys more than you just because we've had them on our podcast. That's well, that's a good avenue to actually see your mates. Yeah. Um, it becomes weird, older friendships. You know, Pete, have you got mates from back, in, you know, back from when you were growing up that you still stay in contact with? Yeah, there's a core group of probably five or six. Yeah. And I, I caught up with a few of them last weekend at a mate's 30th. But, it, I mean, it gets, as you would all know, it gets harder mm. as you each grow up and go in your different directions mm. and someone goes and lives in Geelong and someone goes and lives in Ballarat and I go and live in Melbourne and you just find it harder to create space to even catch up. Mm. I think mm. that's, that's a real 
a real challenge. I just want to get the rest of Mikey's and then we'll go to Pete's because <laughs> I actually think that it's weekend banter. We can do what we want. But I think it is interesting because also it gets you to reflect of like my perfect day was like walking along next to a red bricked wall. You did it. And had blue skies. Yeah. The and then day. having an iced latte. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was walking to work. I was like, there's blue skies. And I found a red brick wall. Mm. I just walked along it. I was like, tick. All for the gram. Had Perfect an iced time. latte. Nearly got accidentally ordered an iced coffee with ice cream oh, at the no. cafe, which would have been <laughs> a nightmare. <laughs> Lucky Tommy saved me with that one. So I've probably gone on more of it like a perfect day that's like a consistent perfect day mm. rather than like a specific thing that I would do on my perfect day if I had the chance. No, my, I want to walk next to it every day. Every yeah, day. Yeah, every day. Red but, ring yeah, wall. Yeah. yeah. You play could, tennis on the wall? That or? lifestyle, you could be in the stock market. Like you could just, you were actually just checking your stocks and talking with your stockbroker mates yep. around the globe, just yep. chatting stocks. Yeah, I'm doing a bit of that. You get now. a few investments. Yeah. You do that now. Yeah. I mean, because that's, remember when we went up and stayed in, um, do you remember we stayed at Jan's place on the Gold, Co- on the Gold Coast, Cool and Gatter? Yeah. Uh, and I just remember waking up smelling fresh coffee and that dog was jumping on our bed. Yeah. We were young. We would have been like, I would have been 13, 12, no, younger, 11. Mm. You would have been a couple of years older. Mm. We'd go down, we'd get a Whopper. Remember we'd get Whopper? It was a- From Hungry Jack's. Yeah. We'd walk down because it was like, I was with Big Brother and then we, we were allowed out. And so we'd walk down to the Whopper on the corner, the Hungry Jack's, Hungry Jacks and then get a Whopper, then we'd go to the beach. Anyway, um, <laughs> he was into the stock market and that was a, literally he'd get up and then- have a coffee and then just be checking the when the market opens. Yeah, and, and then um, he was into poker in a big way. Really? Yeah. Um, professional gambling is an interesting one, isn't, isn't it? Surely it'd be stressful. Mm. Yeah, like, but just the game. Like he was into all sorts of like 500 and bridge mm. and like loved the gameplay. I do love 500. It's yeah. a good game. I don't play it. but It's unique, like, but I mean you need money to fund these li- lives. Yeah. These lives. And well, so yeah. and so then your evening, what's, what's your evening, perfect evening? Um, like dinner... Dinner like early early ish dinner like really liking the early dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, before five's nice. Wow, that's I like yeah, I like lunch. Yeah, no, but no, there's something uh, having breakfast at ten, and then having lunch at four thirty. Oh, sorry, oh, whoa, dinner whoa. at four thirty, and having only two meals a day. Really? Perfect. No, nah, I did that for nah. a decent period of time. How'd it go for you? It was great. The thing, the only reason I wake up at the night is if I fucking eat Uber Eats too late. Like, it's probably just good. what you're eating at night, mate. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the majority of the world eat dinner, but not late. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, so early dinner, you know, between five and seven, kind of early dinner, watching sunset somewhere mm. nice. Seven's not an early dinner. Uh, seven's not an early dinner. Yeah, but between seven, five and yeah, yeah, seven. He, he sounds like down. six oh. though. Which is the normal dinner time? Yeah. It sounds Look, like let's not bog down. Early dinner, leave it at that. Early dinner, five to seven. Whatever your early dinner like, you is, what 6 you think it is, it's time. all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, okay. uh, this is Mikey's perfect day. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, saying putting the kids to bed. Um, I mean, it depends what age they are at this point. Um, perfect day. How old are they? Oh, I don't fucking know because I only know them now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a dumb question. Reframe it. <laughs> no, what do you mean? What do you mean, yeah. what do you mean by that? Mean? I guess like um, 16 What do you mean by that? Every day they get older. So, <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I can't answer that because I don't. Like, there's going to be sweet spots where they're little shits. That's and what I mean. Yeah, but but I can't. I don't, don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. Um. So anyway, let's say they go to bed or I put them to bed. Uh. Then reading a book, like like a real good book, like mm. getting deep into like getting balls deep into a JP or something. <laughs> J- yeah. Uh, who? Um, Who's JT? No. Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Jordan. Or, like yeah. something that's like yeah. balls deep. You know, like Jordan real. <laughs> Pushing you on your, you know, like on your, like, you know, those books. Like I'm reading. You're, yeah, you're, aren't you reading um, Yohal Ramami? I can't, is that how you Yuval. say it? Yuval? Yeah. Um, Power of Now or something? No, that's Eckhart Tolle. No, no, no the, the um, yeah. Sapiens. Oh, Sapiens. Sapiens. Yeah, yeah. Sapiens. And that's a pretty deep book, isn't it? Homo Deuce, I've been yeah. saying, but I heard it on a podcast the other day that they said Homo Deus. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> we um, say a lot of stuff on this. So if you're yeah. taking what anyway, we say. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so getting like real, getting into a good book mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. to read slow because if I read too fast, I just forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, turning off the light at nine thirty, nice, going to sleep, do it all again. It's a good what a day. day. It's good not day. too dissimilar to everyone's day so far. Yeah. What's yours, Pete? I actually was going to say mine feels pretty similar to everyone's so far. So I feel like I'm waking up early as well, and I'm somewhere warm, and my bedroom overlooks. The ocean, like I'm across the road from the ocean, mm-hmm. so that I can wake up, open the curtain, bang, sun's rising, ocean's there, straight in for a swim. Would you ever consider being on the side of the ocean, or do you always want the road? No, not necessarily a road, mm-hmm. but like maybe like a footpath, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. with some grass and mm-hmm. then the sand. Quick swim in the morning, and then you know, you do your morning pages, meditation. Meanwhile, Cadbury, my assistant, who we've established, <laughs> yes. yes, he's in the kitchen cooking uh-huh. up my breakfast. Okay, amazing. Great. It's a, it's some eggs. It's a nice mm-hmm. omelette. Some avocado. Great addition. Yeah, yeah Cadbury's thanks. been with you for right some time. That I yeah, yeah. I want to put that in. Yeah, okay. The chef. Yeah. I can share Cadbury. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. And a long black for sure. A yeah. nice long black. Really, if you had a chef, you'd still get a fucking long black. He'd make my that long shows black. commitment to the long black. No, he would make it. Like he'd have. No, but if you had someone that could make anything, and they could do a perfect latte. Nah, no. It's amazing. Lactose intolerant. We just discussed this. Almond milk. Yeah, anyway. That's the afternoon. Late later. Mm -hmm. So the long black, the nice breakfast. I'm feeling fresh. The Mm. salt water, you know, the wind's kind of coming through. The kitchen Mm -hmm. sort of overlooks the beach. It's nice. And then I would, you know, have a shower and do all that jazz. And then I I think the idea of going to an office for me is something I would like. I don't want to work from where I live. So maybe it's a short bike ride. Maybe it's a short walk. little co-working space where I'm dialed in doing some some sort of work, meaningful work with interesting people was kind of the thing that I would talk to Craig Harper about. So mm. whatever that looks like for me at that time, my applications would be Slack and Zoom probably because mm-hmm. they're the way that I keep connected with everyone that I work with at the moment. And I have plenty of interest in continuing to work with these people. And then maybe duck home, Cadbury's maybe a nice lunch. I like that mm. idea. You know, the, the fish, not too heavy, not too light. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chelsea comes in, we have some lunch together. She's having her perfect day. I'm having my perfect day. It's happy days all around. <laughs> yeah. And then afternoon back to the office, a bit more work. And then probably like 4 or 5 p.m., I'm going to the gym, doing a workout, you know, maybe an hour, an hour and a half. I've got a group Mikey, of mates. Mikey, scumbag, didn't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he played tennis. He played tennis. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah tennis, tennis, mate, you need to live. He was good tennis. Yeah. Every day. I went for a surf. He's a little yeah, battle. Yeah. Yeah. You had a surf. Yeah. So I've got a group of mates, like all my mates, we all go to the gym together. I'm thinking, and there's, there's, there's 20 of us. We do a workout. 20 bit of, of your mates at the gym. Yeah, a bit of fun, a bit of banter. Okay. Lots of, you know, That's just laughter. a group training that you just yeah. so happen to like the people. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, that's absurd. Exactly. And then 
straight after the like the gym's next to the beach as well. So I'm thinking as soon as you finish the mm. workout, second swim, mm-hmm. like straight in the ocean mm-hmm. afternoon, which freshens you up to head back mm. to the house, bit of dinner. Cadbury's made something nice again. What a legend. Sun setting, Cadbury. you know, maybe a little glass of red or a beer. And then I like the idea of a book as well. Mm. Something, you know, making you think something. Expand your mind. Exactly. Expand your mind. So, so why can't we do this now? Well, this you gotta, is, you got to live in on the Sunshine Coast. The missing gotta, part at the moment is that we don't live on a nice beach. The thing is, so sun, the Sunshine Beach mm-hmm. where mum and dad's friends Josie and Bob live. Hmm. Is that called Sunshine Beach? It's called Sunshine Beach and it's on the other side. So Noosa, it's on the other side. So it's Noosa's, you know, got one sort of area. And then on the other side, across the National Park. Were you talking about Josie and Bob before? Yes. Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. You were talking about No, I was talking about Jan and and Malcolm. But, yeah, yeah, so our parents' friends live up in this spot. But it's beautiful. It's literally Bob's life. Bob gets up, runs through, swims in Noosa. No, they, runs- they drive their car the night before to the other side of the national park and then they run through, They run through, idea. do a swim and then come back to the car and then drive to the cafe, same cafe. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, so they pre-parked the car for the pre-parked next morning. That's so oh, good. That's but so but yeah. this place is there's a bunch of houses along the beach. Nice. Mm. And so it's just perfect weather for that. You could literally, winter, you can swim, surf. Here's what I'd add to that, though. Cadbury would take the car for me. I would be so annoyed every night going, oh, I'm going to take the car again. Come on. I mean, so, yeah, what is stopping us, though? So it's the... Money. uh, It's, I mean, commitments. mm. It's how do you... Can we move closer to it, though? Can we... How do we actively... Get closer to that vision. I mean, what if anything? If any of us, Pete's got the business model to be doing it from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can work still, anywhere. There's Wi-Fi yeah. to still make money, and so that's where you put these roadblocks. I mean, anyone who has a job where they have to rock up to an office, it's a huge we roadblock. We could put the office anywhere. Yeah, our we, office yeah, anywhere. I guess. But that's if you own the business. If we own the mm. business, then it's yeah. Or you work for Invato and you can mm. <laughs> just have good internet. You work work, remotely. Yeah, yeah, work yeah. remotely. So there are new companies that are. Jumping on board. So is it me being unrealistic to be like, why, why aren't we doing it? I don't think so. I think it's a good exercise in order to help people see that their ideal life is probably not that far from mm. what mm. they have today. And also to the point that we talked about earlier, full circle, that everything is a decision. So mm. if you're saying that's your ideal life and the only way you'll be happy is you have that, it's like, well, you're choosing not to have that. Mm. So you're Yeah, like how do we make these decisions? Why are we making decisions that aren't getting us to a perfect life. Is it because the life isn't about having the perfect life? No. Is that a narrative? We live unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Like that. And again, going back to life coaching and, or just any of that sort of stuff, it's like asking those questions is about becoming conscious of the decision-making and, you know, being, and then trying to take control of your outcome. Mm. So then what happens if you're, um, if you work it out in your thirties and you're like, okay, this is my perfect, like I've worked out that, this is what I want my perfect life to be or this is what I want it to be all along. But I've made 15 choices that yeah. are essentially a fence and I'm stuck within this field. It's called they've bought a house. <laughs> yeah, they've bought a, you got a, a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean think about the, 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 the big in life investments, if you have mm. a property, it's like mm. these things do tie you down to a life. And I think – But then so, there's people who won't even do that. They'll never – take the, the job or they'll do the thing because they need to be fluid and be ready at well, any moment. That's mm. a version of, you know, it's like um, you're not willing to make uh, 
Make commitment a commitment. Photo. Yeah, so mm. it's a commitment for just the opposite ver- version. So not so yeah, I've always seen those people that kind of oh, I've got my options open. Mm-hmm. It's like there's power in actually taking commitment. Mm. And so the opposite to what you're saying, Josh, is working out that perfect day, but what about reframing your life that you have now? Because then why mm. can't that be perfect? Mm. Why does like so you kind of said it. You walk past a brick yeah. wall, you well, exactly. lived it, right? I worked out the within constraints, how can I get the perfect day with the version of the life that I have? Which is a greater tactic mm. than flipping your life upside down and yeah. get moving, yeah. actually moving to the Sunshine Coast. But what are the excuses shit? then? Is it the people around us? Do we say, okay, well, we've got like where we have other responsibilities and people and... I, th- I think it's just a, all of the above. Like I think there's just an element of all of that. And, you know, it's not a bad thing to strive for, you know, a scenario like we've just explained mm-hmm. that we don't have right now but it would be something that we could strive for. Mm. But it doesn't mean that I, I'm, I don't enjoy what I do now and mm-hmm. I don't yeah. value family and friends and, um, you know, because with that, so with moving to, let's just, say with moving to Noosa, I move away from something that's really important to me, which is friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you then, you know, crave that as like, when are my friends going to come up here? Because mm. I've made this commitment. And then fucking just does, you know, that then that spin flips on its head. Yeah. So is that then the, not your perfect day? Like, is that the thing? If they don't work in uh, isolation, mm. then does it not exist? Is it that thing of like, <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, a bit confusing. It is. I think. I, I just think, want my perfect day. I don't think there is a, like a thing, such a th- such a thing as perfect in anything. Mm, yeah, perfect is so subjective. Yeah, yeah, and so relative and changes. So mm. like there can't be one crystal like clear version of perfect. I don't mm. think. Because uh-huh. yeah, you go. We go up to Noosa and we live this life, but we take all our fears and our doubts and insecurities, and one day we wake up and we feel miserable, and it's like, huh, mm. this isn't perfect. I'm still like scared. I'm still alone. Mm. I'm still you know all those things come with us. Well, how many people like um. Actually, I was, was going to say, I was, I'm always sus on people who have moved cities. Oh, yeah. Which is probably a little yeah, bit yeah, like... getting uh, away from you. Yeah, away, it's just yeah. like, Shit. oh, yeah, I used to... And it's like, which I know, which is like... Oh, I've got a few people in my mind but, right now. But there, but, there is, <laughs> but there is a little bit of that, which is like uh, people who have like completely uprooted or whatever. It's like, oh, what, like, mm. why are you in Melbourne? It's like, oh, you know, I just want to change. It's like, you fuck some what people. Are you running, <laughs> what are you running from? Hey, Craig Harper <laughs> says it's not a geographical problem. It's a you problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. meaning if you think you're going to move cities and you're going to be happy, mm-hmm. maybe some people do become happy. I don't know because yeah. they fall in love and it's about well they find a new job and it's passion. You know, some, sometimes it can work. Yeah, I mean, I moved from Ocean Grove growing up to Melbourne to go to uni and to create a career and all of that, and that's been great. Like that wasn't running away from anything. That was a progression of growing mm-hmm. up. So I think there are versions of it that work. But I think it's also just don't get fixated on the act being the mm. solution. Like it's just mm. part of like it's cliche, but it's just part of the journey. So if you're if you're making a commitment to move city because you've got this plan that's gonna you're gonna learn more at a new company or you're mm. gonna experience different cultures or whatever it might be, like that's just one part of the journey. And if you get fixated on this is gonna be the outcome, like this is gonna it's gonna be what makes me happy, then you're gonna be fucking wrong. Yeah. I even think about like Seth Godin, uh, you know, where he lives just outside of New York. It's not necessarily like in some ways it could be far away. Like it could be, you know, he's got a, he's a train ride away, I guess, from, you know, being in Manhattan or that sort of thing. But 
if you can do, if your work is writing or your work is doing a podcast or like how many times does geography actually play a factor in what we do? I wonder. I reckon, I reckon it's big. Mm. I reckon it's big because environment is such a, is so, is such an impact on mental health and, um, I think you can make it make it that bigger. Was the shittest cough I'd ever heard, Pete. You just either <laughs> cough or don't. Yeah. Sorry, no, I think good. you can make it a bigger deal than it needs to be, or than it is. Yeah. But I think it's you know like you can you can hack where you live, being influential on how you feel about your day and what yeah. you're doing. And you know, well, there's the internet now. Like if it's people, if it's the mm. connection of people, and you can like uh, I remember st- when I started my business and I was in the suburbs, I would have like Skype up, and I ha- I like at the end of the day I'd look. And I'd like say bye to my mate who was also freelancing, and it was like a seven-hour Skype call, mm. and we'll just have how each much other money there. were you making? Um, fuck all. <laughs> so, the, but the thing is, you could do all of this, but I think the benefit of being in a room with a bunch of people, shaking hands, mm. exchanging, working on projects together, mm. yeah. and then, like, I mean, you've put in the hard. Yeah, you've been to New York. You've spent time with yeah. these people, and so. There is an element. You have to have some connection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking about, you know, the the grey head, the, you know, the grey... Nomad. <clears throat> the grey tanned Nomad. bloke woman in Noosa who runs every morning but has built some fucking huge business now, lives their perfect life. Like, mm. I don't know, these lives that we're talking... Because I've seen a heap of them, right? They're just these tanned, rich people who have worked really hard and mm. now they just chill. And so... Do you think you want that? Like, I, I, I actually think... I like the idea of working on stuff that's still mm. interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I don't think retirement is really a thing that I strive for. Nah, yeah, I just do more of what I like doing, which yeah. is this. And so then it's the how do you sort of reverse engineer and do mm. it? I just constantly seek to be learning. <clears throat> like yeah. just, you you know, it's not work. I call it work if you want, but it's just constantly like learning about a new topic. Like I know I would get obsessed with going, all right, what the fuck's like agriculture about? Mm-hmm. You know, how stuff. do I just actually use... Yeah. A uh, soda stream. How many? <laughs> how, many pumps? Pumps? how many pumps? How many pumps? Do I hold it or do I press it? How many pumps times? do you reckon you can actually do before it explodes? Oh, why would it explode? Oh, sounds like a video worth mm. worth making. It would go everywhere though. Uh, downstairs in the garage, couldn't you? Yeah, do it? yeah. yeah. We're talking about a soda stream exploding. It's not. A, we don't want it to go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very very dangerous. Well, there was the. I'm going to watch after this the the kid who took the red wine and carbonated <laughs> that. So funny. Blew oh, it up. You're not meant to put anything other than water. But he car- tried to carbonate. Is that true? No. What, what are you meant to put in there? What are you going to carbonate milk, bro? No, you get the whole. There's packs. You you can get different liquids. No, no, but aren't they just water? Li- like they're the flavoring. The flavoring is for yeah. It's cordial. I'm saying li- so. The texture of wine is not water. You know, Jesus turned it from <laughs> water into wine. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Whenever saying, you mention Jesus, I know that. I'm the the viscosity te- is higher? Well, I'm just saying it's a different. Can you find out 97? Uh, write this. What other liquids outside of water can I put into a soda stream? It's a long Google search. Let's refine it. Can I put other liquids in my soda stream? Acceptable liquids soda stream. Yeah. What would, you like to, what would you like to experiment with? No, that's what, what I don't want anything. That was a good orange Google juice. Yeah. Or what? You knew it too. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no orange juice, it. you can soda stream some water and put it in and dilute your orange juice. Yeah. That'd be nice. No, you're, you're only allowed to put water in. Otherwise, yeah. it voids your warranty. Oh. 
we're not afraid of avoiding warranties. <laughs> anyway, <over here. laughs> perfect life. I've got to go. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's a daily talk show, guys. Thanks for coming on Thanks podcast. For Thanks for yeah. When are you going to start your podcast, Mikey? Is it happening soon? Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the bucket list things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the perfect go. life. We got one. Uh, 50 episodes coming up. Is it next week? Next week, episode long, 50. The yeah. long and the short of oh, it. Oh, yes. Uh, check it out on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See ya. See, see ya. Guys.